Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. He is my top late round running back target. Why he's going so low, no idea. Seriously, I've drafted him in every league. If you're worrying about running back depth, he's the guy to draft. Great pick in the late rounds. Target numero uno. is the magic number today because I got six late round running backs for you who I guarantee you can draft. No need to panic at the end when you're realizing you have no running backs, you're scared, you're looking at your starters. Don't worry. These are all great players for your bench. And the best part is you can get each of them in round 13 or later. I've alone drafted at least one of these running backs in every draft, every format. Got three rookies on here too, which I will spend next episode on. Rookies only episode coming up. But today, got some rookie running backs, got some veterans who you cannot forget. As always, you know me. I don't like to waste time, so let's get into it here on the Breakout Football Podcast, sponsored by Prize Picks on the Believe Network. I'm Zach Cohen, and this first guy, oh my goodness, oh man. I talked about why I'm out on Cam Akers last episode, and most of it was because we have no clue how the Rams' backfield will operate this season, yet we're acting like Akers is the main bell cow back, like he is the guy you need to draft, and while it's possible he is, there's a bigger chance than you think that he is not the every down back. Heck, there's a good chance it's a timeshare. Sean McVay admitted this preseason that to him, he has two starting running backs. And from everything we've seen between Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson Jr., yeah, I would agree with him. Now, a timeshare would be a bit of a deviation from what we've seen in the past from L.A. since Henderson was the main back until week 13. Then Sony Michelle filled in for Henderson due to injury. Then the playoffs happened. Akers was the main guy. He wasn't great, though admittedly, he was probably still recovering from his ACL injury, which he somehow returned from. Michelle got some work in. They won the Super Bowl. That could be the new norm. We could. Not saying we will, but it's possible because you know us. We love to play the probability game. We got to consider all the factors. There is a good chance. Yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance that the Rams have rewritten how they're using the run game in their offense, even if just a little bit. Suddenly, you might not be getting a guy like Akers or Henderson playing and getting 20-plus touches alone. It could be more of a split, especially with how prominent the passing game was in their title run last season. And it makes me think that it doesn't justify Akers having an ADP one spot behind Saquon Barkley when he could do anything that Henderson can do, and yet you can get Henderson nine rounds later. Again, it's way possible that DHJ sees the same workload, maybe even a bit more than Akers. It really is. He is my top late round running back target. Why he's going so low? No idea. Seriously, I've drafted him in every league. If you're worrying about running back depth, he's the guy to draft. I promise you, Daryl Henderson Jr., A great pick in the late rounds. Target numero uno.
Most of the following guys won't have as good a chance to be featured like Henderson does. They're mostly running backs who should still, though, at least have a role. They have some upside. They could get more playing time, as all running backs in this round should. You're not expecting these guys to come in and be the next Alfred Morris. But that's possibility. It's definitely a possibility. A slim one. Either way, all that I just said about playing time and having a defined role and consistency and just knowing if you have upside or not, Mark Ingram checks those boxes. He's a backup to Alvin Kamara. Dwayne Washington and Tony Jones, maybe they could have snuck their way up the depth chart, but it's looking pretty clear that Ingram is the RB2 behind Kamara for the time being. And Ingram has a history of filling in nicely for Kamara. Last season, in two games, he had 21 and 15 points, respectively. Of course, there were other games that Kamara was out. But look, Ingram right there. Bang. We've seen him do it before in his first stint with Nola. Comes back to Nola after spending some time with Baltimore and Houston. All right. 33 years old. Still putting up solid fantasy points. That's RB1 numbers. And again, yeah, age is an issue. But we've seen him consistently produce well enough when given the chance. It helps when you're familiar with the offense, and we shouldn't expect it to change even a little bit with Dennis Allen getting promoted and replacing the great Sean Payton. I also hate predicting injuries because different players get hurt each year. But it is worth noting, Kamara has yet to play a full season since his rookie year in 2017. Last season, he missed four games. And while a suspension, which has been talked about, is possible due to an incident over the summer. It's looking like it's very, very unlikely that comes down this season. Again, you can Google it. Don't really want to get into the specifics of that because we're talking about Ingram. Ingram is a strangely safe running back to draft for almost nothing. A really, really good backup plan, especially if you do have Kamara. Although you all know me, I tell you, if you're going to draft somebody's backup, make sure it's the backup of your opponent's running back. If you have Kamara and Ingram, the only way you're ever really using Ingram is if Kamara gets hurt. Then again, Ingram could still maybe have a role. Who knows? So I'm going to keep an eye on as the season progresses because I'm willing to bet if you already drafted, Ingram is probably a free agent. Speaking of running backs, because that's what this whole episode is about, since 2014, nine running backs have topped 1,400 yards. Only Derrick Henry did it in back-to-back years. Jonathan Taylor last season hit 1,800 yards. So right now, his prop on prize picks is 1,450 and a half rushing yards. That's a no-brainer. Come on, smash the under. Smash the under. I have never been more certain about anything. Maybe a couple things, but nothing I can say openly on this podcast. Jonathan Taylor's line at 1,450 and a half yards. Smash that under. Here's how you can do it. Sign up at PrizePix. Create your account. Use my promo code ZCOHEN. Not only will they match your deposit 100%, but that's up to $100 free right there. Especially if you're a college student, you know how important that 100 bucks can be. Oh yeah, but there's more because there's always more. Prove to me that you did it, that you used my promo code I'm indebted to you. I get hit up for fantasy questions 24-7 this time of year. People who don't even talk to me during the year just suddenly, hey, can you rate my fantasy team? And I'll say, sure, I'm a nice guy. 
I'm pretty busy. So if you do this to me, how can I not help you? I'll help you set your, your picks. There's great props, especially fantasy-related props. So use my promo code ZCohen on PrizePix. Man, what an app. I love PrizePix. There's a reason I've been using it for so long. Back to the late round running backs to target, continuing with Kenneth Gainwell in Philadelphia. There were rumblings about Gainwell seeing an increased role in the offense. It's possible. Miles Sanders, once one of my dudes, now just a dude. He never seems to get the full range this running game. Yeah, Jalen Hurts will be the main rushing threat. But Gainwell's ADP is so late. If he gets more playing time, he'll almost certainly smash that ADP. Why wouldn't he? He's being drafted, again, basically free. Keep in mind, no team ran the ball more than Philly last season either. Sure, they'll probably throw more this season with A.J. Brown in the fold. But again, I'm going to keep saying it. The opportunity cost on Gainwell is so small for such a chance of him leading the Eagles running backs in touches and even more of a chance of him leading that backfield in targets. He saw nine-plus carries four times last season. In three of those games, he scored. He's a proven pass catcher. He led all Eagles running backs in targets overall and per game. He's young. He's more tied to this coaching staff than Miles Sanders. Time and time again, you see new regimes come in, stick with their guys over the players who are perceived as better from previous regimes. Do not be shocked if Gainwell carves out a role either in a timeshare with Sanders or as the main pass catching back. And that guy, Boston Scott, he's more suited to compete with Miles Sanders just based on last season's usage. I like the chances of Gainwell becoming the team's main receiving back on third downs. He's also reportedly looked good enough in training camp, especially when Sanders was sidelined. And we all know Sanders isn't exactly the healthiest pee in the pot. Why not take a flyer on Gainwell in the last couple of rounds? These next three running backs are all rookies. If you follow me on Twitter or TikTok, you'd already know who they are because I post about them. At Zach Cohen, F-B, Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. That's my handle. Hit me up. I'm literally always responding. It's a blessing and a curse, honestly. One possible blessing, though, out of Kansas City is a rookie. One of the first three rookies we are talking about. If you're a preseason fantasy nut like myself, you know the name Isaiah Pacheco. No one, except maybe Damian Pierce, but no one outside of Pierce and Pacheco made bigger names for themselves during the preseason. But more on Pierce next episode. Today we're talking about Pacheco. This guy earned all the praise in the offseason. But who the heck is he? Well, the Chiefs clearly liked him enough to draft him at the end of the seventh round out of Rutgers. Suddenly, he is reportedly in line to be Kansas City's RB2 behind the infamous Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Whether that stays remains to be actually seen. Though again, reports say he looks like he'll be the two ahead of Ronald Jones and Jarek McKinnon. Seeing as how average CEH has been, why not cash in on the hype of Pacheco, even if Pacheco earns one or two downs? That's still good value for where he's being drafted let alone him just taking the job entirely from CEH. Definitely keep an eye on Pacheco. Rookie, not so unknown in certain circles, but may, maybe your league, maybe your league. Some people don't know about him. 
I also wouldn't expect many people outside of the fantasy community or draft community to know this next rookie, Tyler Algier, fifth round pick out of BYU to the Falcons. Initially, one of my sleepers. It seems like he might still be sleeping. He hasn't made much noise in training camp. But once again, Atlanta has no true running back. Maybe it's Cordero Patterson, who I still like this year. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe Patterson takes the third down roll and Algier takes the one-two in the goal line. That would still be valuable enough. That would give him great value for where he's being picked. Because in 98% of fantasy drafts on ESPN, he's not getting picked. And the Falcons depth chart? Whew. Oh boy. <laughs> Patterson, Damian Williams, Algier, Kadri Allison, a bunch of other dudes. This should still be a team that runs the ball a lot, guys. We should expect them to run it a lot more this season than they did last season. And the first indication of that is replacing Matt Ryan with Marcus Mariota. Mariota doesn't have the cannon that Ryan has, so it makes sense that head coach Arthur Smith will likely dip more into the run-centric playbook he and Mariota were familiar with when they were at Tennessee. It's also an ambiguous backfield, meaning we don't know who's starting. So it makes sense to target a player and hope that, hey, that's the player that breaks through the group and becomes the main running back. Just because there's not one, though, doesn't mean there will be one. Don't get fooled. Atlanta could easily go the whole season with three or four guys rotating and never really being fantasy viable. But the possibility is there. I need that on a t-shirt. The possibility is there. Something like that. I don't know, because there is a possibility Algier becomes that guy. And before we get to the final running back, also a rookie, remember, prize picks, code Z Cohen, Z-C-O-H-E-N. It's free money and free advice. It's too easy. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Prize picks, code Z Cohen. They'll match your deposit. Like, come on, come on. Also follow the show. If you're listening right now, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get the episodes right as they drop. They're all much shorter now, so it's really easy to listen to. If you hit me up for fantasy advice, I'm just shoving these in your face. Listen to them on two times the speed. I don't care. The last late round running back was drafted earlier than the last two. He was a surprise from the SEC out of LSU in the third round to the 49ers, Tyrion Davis-Price. TDP, we're calling him. It's no secret the Niners' backfield has been a gold mine for daily fantasy players, but very frustrating for those who play redraft, which is, again, you redraft your team every year. Ta-da. Elijah Mitchell's the main guy now, but we all know how Kyle Shanahan loves to rotate these guys. So I don't blame you if you're a little weary about taking Mitchell. I would say I'm content with his ADP. Then there's Trey Sermon, who was a third-round pick last year, and, well, wasn't great. And, hey, TDP may not be much better. But you're not drafting for their floors here. You're looking at their ceiling. If Mitchell, a sixth-round pick last year, can be RB16 in fantasy points per game, TDP has that as a potential outcome. It's not likely, but, man, it's still possible. Where is that T-shirt? Come on. More possible than any other running backs you could draft later, I would say, too. Some of whom I'll, I'll quickly go over in just a few moments. But, again, Davis Price cheap free you could probably add him to your watch list right now if you have deeper leagues maybe put him at the top of your watch list i doubt anyone drafted him dynasty perhaps 
He is the last guy I would consider among that group of uninspiring running backs in rounds 13 to 16. And you already should be spending two of those rounds drafting your kicker and your defense. More on that in a future episode. And keep in mind, there will be new episodes each day of the Breakout Football Podcast. Feel free to send me questions. I'm doing a mailbag episode. I get hit up all the time and I'm saying, hey, I'm just going to answer this in the mailbag episode. So if you have any questions, text me them. Send me them through Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Zach Cohen, F-B-Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. They're getting in the mailbag. I get most of my questions from TikTok, I will admit. Also subscribe to the show and deposit at Prize Picks. They have phenomenal props to pick. That Jonathan Taylor prop is a lock. And other running backs to consider before we get out of here, Gus Edwards will have a role in Baltimore when he's healthy. Even if it's not someone you can start every week, he'll be there. Damian Williams, maybe he's the guy who breaks out in that Atlanta backfield. Three more rookies, Rashad White from Arizona State, a phenomenal pass catching back. Tampa Bay, we know, will be throwing the ball. Leonard Fournette had one good season last year, but he's not necessarily that young anymore, and they did spend a mid-round pick on White. Isaiah Spiller could be the guy. He's pretty talented behind Austin Eckler in L.A. Zamir White can kind of do a lot of things Josh Jacobs can do in Vegas. Maybe Jacobs gets supplanted by Zamir White. Who knows? Those are all guys to also consider, but I'm prioritizing the six running backs, especially Henderson and Ingram, and especially, especially Henderson. That's all for today's show. Check out yesterday's show for players to avoid. Until next time, I'm Zach Cohen. This has been the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code ZCohen. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.